I'm glad for the freedom of the Lord. Turn with me over First Thessalonians, third chapter, verses eight through ten. Paul's writing to the church at Thessalonica, and uh, he said, "For now we live." Now, I want you to see the word if there. For now we live if you stand fast in the Lord. How many knows you got to stand fast in Him? Uh, You know, yes, we're alive, but it's only because we stand fast in the Lord. He is our strength. He's our life. He's everything. For what thanks can we render to God again for you for all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before our God, night and day praying exceedingly that we might see you face, uh, see your face. And now this is the part I want to minister on. And I might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. I, I want to deal just for a few minutes this morning on perfecting our faith. Uh, you know, how many remember when you first got saved? Wasn't that a glorious time, morning, night, whatever it might have been? And, I mean, that load was lifted off of you and seemed like a heavy weight was taken off and seemed like God just washed you inside out. And, I mean, you know, how many remembers that old song, He Washed My Eyes With Tears? Uh, I'll tell you, sometimes we just need a good cleansing. It doesn't hurt to weep. It does. It's not. You're, you're not a, a a weakling. You're not showing yourself as not being a man if you weep. Listen, weeping is good for the soul. If you're not weeping for sorrow, that is. <laughs> but when you can weep with joy and weep with the presence of the Lord moving in your life, there's a cleansing that takes place. But Paul said we want to come and perfect that which is lacking in your faith. See, God wants us to mature in every aspect of our walk with God. We should be stronger today than we were yesterday. We should be stronger next week than we are this week. Our prayer life should be stronger tomorrow than it was today. You should be getting answers to prayers more because your faith is being perfected in the things of God and you realize who you are and what He's done for you and you just reach out and receive it. How many, how many remembers when you first got saved you had to kind of struggle to get it, you know, and kind of and try to have somebody to help you get a hold of what you... That's all right. That's what we're all there for. Amen? But there comes a time that God wants you to mature in your faith and perfect your faith so that every day, every moment, every night, every waking moment, every sleeping moment, that your, your faith is perfected to that point where you've got that perfect peace that passes all understanding that keeps your heart and mind through Christ Jesus our Lord. See, God wants us to have perfect peace. Not just peace, but perfect peace. I mean, I don't, don't be troubled. Listen, when you're troubled, you got problems. If your mind is troubled, there's something you're worried about. If you've got if you got a busy mind, how many has ever had a busy mind? <laughs> Some people have a busy mind. They lay down at night and they still can't put it to sleep. It just keeps going, 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 going. But listen, this is where perfect peace comes in. Perfect peace will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus our Lord. But there's there's a maturity that God wants us to receive in our spiritual walk, and everything, everything that we as believers do. Requires faith. You can't please God without faith. Faith is what pleases God. And when I say faith, 
I'm not talking about somebody going out here and trying to be super spiritual and, and act real super spiritual in front of people and then behind, uh, in the, behind the closed doors, they're weaklings and they're afraid and fearful and doubtful and they're not the super, superman that they were portraying to be. God's wanting us to come to that point where we realize that God requires faith in everything you do. Anything you do. It requires faith. Faith. Faith in God. Not faith in your own ability. Not faith in your own strength. Not faith in your own wisdom. But faith in God. See, this is where the perfect faith comes in. And this is where God wants to perfect our faith to where we can walk in, in the righteousness that God has. Salvation comes by faith. You can't be saved without believing. Amen? Uh, I tell you what, if a person believes in their heart... They believe with all their heart and believe in their heart. Guess what? God sees that. And God saves them. And they're redeemed and they're born again right there on the spot. Now, sometimes we have, a, a, we have this idea in our head what a person is supposed to do when they get born again. I've seen some people just sit there and just say, praise God. Hallelujah. And then maybe a, an hour later, they're going down the road. Praise God! Hallelujah! I'm saved! See, we, we try to put people in a box. But what God's wanting to do is perfect your faith. Your faith. And it takes faith for healing. Healing's manifested by faith. You have to believe God. You have to believe that Jesus bore the stripes on His back for your healing. You have to believe that He paid the price for our healing. You have to believe that in your heart. Just like when you get saved, you believe in your heart that Jesus became sin. He was crucified. He was buried and resurrected. And when He, when He defeated the devil, then we, we can believe in our heart we are saved. We're born again. We're changed, transformed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, just like that. Because we believe. And healing is the same way. It's manifested by faith. God promised us healing, spirit, soul, and body. See, God wants to heal us spiritually. He wants to heal us mentally and emotionally. He wants to heal us physically. He wants to get every infirmity out of our bodies. Amen. I believe that. I believe that God wants to come down with His mighty power and do all of these things. Now, but aren't you glad that Jesus did make this statement? You can enter into heaven, halt, maimed. Halt and maimed. Amen? Isn't that, what, isn't that what Jesus told them? You can enter into heaven that way because, you see, it's the man, the spiritual man, that is whole. But listen, as we're in this earth, though, God wants to manifest His power physically for us also. People can behold the power of God and the healing power of God. And as they see the healing power of God, that, that encourages them. They may be going through something similar to you. And it encourages them to say, hey, God can do it for him or her. He can do it for me. Because God's no respecter of persons. He loves me just as much as he loves them. Hallelujah. That ought to make you shout right there. God don't have favorites in his family. Oh, glory to God. God respects and honors faith. Believing God. Our needs are supplied by faith. Our physical needs, our material needs, 
All of these things, it, it takes faith to receive what God has for us. Some say, well, I got a good job. I worked hard, you know. Well, no, but God gave you the strength to work hard. God gave you the ability to do what you do. God gave you the job. How many understands what I'm saying this morning? God gave you all of these things, and it's by faith that you received it because you trusted in God, and you gave your life to God, and when you trusted in God, God directs your steps, leads you, guides you, puts you right where you need to be in order to bless you. And He does want to bless us. His blessings are ours. Spiritual, emotionally, mentally, physically, and financially. I know a lot of people, oh, don't get on that financial stuff, you know. I don't, I don't know of anybody that won't, don't want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed more. I want to be blessed more so I can do more. I want to be blessed more so I can help more people. And do more for others because that's what blessings do. See, when you prosper, yeah, one, one preacher said one time, when you prosper, he said, that's having uh, all your needs met plus some more money left over to help others. <laughs> Amen? So listen, I want to be a blessing. How many wants to be a blessing this morning? God's called us to be a blessing. God's people are faith people. Now, you know, a lot of people, they shy away from that word. I don't want to be that faith person. You know, there's some people that got way off in left field in this faith teaching, you know, and I don't believe all that. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people who get far off in left field with all these cold denominational stuff, too. Amen? The main thing is Jesus needs to be magnified and lifted up. If he's magnified and lifted up. And listen, a lot of things, we can learn a whole lot about faith. Faith doesn't just come. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. And then you have to be a doer of the word in order to see it operate in your life. And you have to speak the word. Speak the word. Thank God. If you need it, thank God I'm healed. Hallelujah. Thank God God's supplying my needs. Praise the Lord. Thank God that God's given me the strength to do what I need to do. Thank God for all. Listen, it's, it's all God. It's all what He's done. And He would that you prosper. That's what 3 John 2 said. He would that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. See, the soul even as your soul prospers. He didn't. He wouldn't put all that above the soul prosperity or the uh, spiritual uh, prosperity or the spiritual growth that God wants you to have in you spiritually. But he said, I would that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So as you're getting mature in your spirit, man, guess what? You're opening yourself up for bigger and better and greater miracles. God's a miracle God. And God will do exactly what we believe. Every believer has faith. Turn to that person next to you and say, you're a believer. <laughs> if you're a believer, you got faith. <laughs> Amen? Every believer. Look at Romans twelve three. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Don't, don't get exalted. Amen? But to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Every person has the measure of faith. Faith is a spiritual force in a believer. Faith is, is that working 
power of God on the inside of you. See, you can't perform a miracle. You can't heal nobody. You can't do all of these supernatural things. You can't. Moses didn't part the Red Sea. God did. All he did was obey and put the rod out there. See, when we see all these great miracles, Elijah, we just talked about him the other day. You know he, how he went up there against Jezebel and Ahab. And he, he, he killed 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asher that sat around Jezebel's table. And he gave them the first opportunity to prove who was God and who wasn't God, you know. And let them to see if their God would answer by fire first. And guess what? They didn't win. <laughs> it took them all day long, and they still couldn't do it. And they cut themselves. And, all the, and finally, Elijah stood up and said, okay, you guys, just sit down and rest. And he said, just fill the trench up with water and fill it up deeper than it was before. And let's build the altars back. And they built all that back. And then he just lifted his hands to the Lord and prayed what? Sixty-three simple words. Sixty-three words. And he didn't have to pray all day. He didn't have to spend an hour and a half getting prepared to pray. He, he didn't. Listen, somebody says, oh, wait a minute. I, uh, you got a big need. Let me go in here and just pray a little while and get some repentance in my life. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, forgive me for getting mad. Forgive me. No, no, no. You don't have time to do that when somebody has a need. You've got to be instant, in season and out of season. And Elijah stood up and prayed 63 words. And God moved supernaturally and lapped up the water, burned up the sacrifice. Sacrificed, and then Elijah did the great miracle. But it wasn't Elijah doing it. He prayed 63 words to God, and God did it. Y'all seeing what I'm saying this morning? See, it's not man that does it. Amen. Faith is in your spirit. It's the spiritual force in you as a believer. You need to look in the mirror and say, You handsome faith man. Are you beautiful faith woman? I mean, you know, you're, you're a faith person. You are a person of faith. You've got the attribute of Jesus Christ in you. Faith. Faith in God. Believing that God is and God will and God can and He will do everything He said He would do. Because God is a faithful God. And He won't fail us. Can you say amen? But faith's in your spirit. Now look what it says. Faith comes by hearing the Word. So I said, I just don't want to hear all this preaching all the time, preacher. You know, just, just give me something for about five minutes and just go on down the road. Hey, it takes me five minutes just to read the Scripture. But look what it said. Romans ten seventeen. But so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You can hear all kinds of stories, but if the Word of God's not mingled in with those stories and what people are saying, you don't have nothing. you got a good story, but it's nothing you can go against the devil with. You can't go out there and say, well, I heard this person, how they blessed this person and, and God did this for them. You can't go out there on that. You've got to know what the Word says about you. How many understand what I'm saying this morning? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word. By the Word. 
I was accused one time when I was pastoring. They said, this person came up and says, I understand that you preach the Word all the time. I said, yes, sir. I sure do. He said, well, he said it seems like you, you preach every service. I said, well, maybe not every service, but if God wants to do something different, we allow Him to do that. But faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word. Hallelujah. That You're not going to build your faith on somebody else's testimony. Testimonies are good. They confirm the Word. But it won't build your faith. What builds your faith is the Word. He is your healer. He's your Savior. He's your provider. He said He would do this for you. And you got the Word to take before the Lord, and God honors His Word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word. Can you say amen? Look at Romans 10, 8, 9. But what does it say? The Word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. The Word. That is the Word of faith, which we preach that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God's raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. See, this is just basics of salvation. You've got to hear, and then you confess it with your mouth, and then you believe in your heart. And the Bible said, you've got to believe that God raised Him from the dead. Jesus is the source of every blessing and miracle that we need. He is the miracle. Amen? He is the source of it all. So we have to believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead. Now, there's three major areas in which your faith operates. Number one, spiritual. Spiritual. See, if we don't get the spiritual side of it taken care of, we're not going to prosper in any other area. Remember, Jesus said spirit, soul, and body. See, we got, we got to get the spirit man in line. We got to get the real person on the inside of us lined up with the Word. If we don't get lined up with the Word, all this other stuff, you know, you're just going to be out there just beating the, beating the air, you know. <laughs> but when you get lined up with the Word and you get the attributes of Christ such as joy, peace, soundness of mind, hallelujah. How many, when I say soundness of mind, haven't you been around people sometimes they're going through a trial and they just want to pull out, I just want to pull out my hair, just want to pull out my hair, you know, and they just all in a dither. Well, they don't have these attributes. See, that we got the Word, the Word is going to produce something, and faith, faith, your faith is going to produce the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. Things don't produce joy. Are y'all still with me? Things don't produce joy. You remember when you was a kid at Christmas time? Y'all remember that, don't you? Y'all not, y'all not that past that stage yet? Some of you still like Christmas. My daddy, I tell you what, he loved. He was like a little kid at Christmas time, and you know he, he was too old to like it like that. <laughs> but he didn't care. It's Christmas time. But don't you remember? I mean, the joy. That was there, the anticipation in your heart and, and, and what you were going to get and, oh my goodness, 
that joy and that peace for the things that you were getting. Oh, I'll never forget one time I couldn't figure out what was under my tree. I wasn't like my daughter. My daughter was sneaky. We'd we'd go off shopping, all the gifts that my wife had bought for her, and all this was all wrapped under the tree. And we'd be gone for a couple hours, maybe three hours. We'd come back, and she'd be up in her room just whistling and singing and and happy. And and, uh, we'd look at the gifts, and they looked okay. Come to find out, when she was 18 years old, she confessed. She said, when y'all go out shopping, I'd take a real sharp knife and I'd take that and get that, get that scotch tape off and I'd open them all real up, real, real, you know, quietly and easily, you know, and, and I'd look and see what I got and I'd get so excited and then I'd, I'd put it all back in and I'd tape it back just like mama had it. Well, I never did have the guts to do that when I was little. But, oh, don't you, listen, I couldn't figure out one of my gifts one time. And, oh, my goodness, I would just, oh, oh, my daddy had to take me off somewhere and take me off. And he just went driving around, get me a Coke. And he had to go get a haircut. He didn't have no hair, but he had to get a haircut, you know. And uh, and I, I was wondering, I said, what's he getting a haircut for? He don't need one, you know. And anyway, we, he just wasting time is what he was doing, trying to waste time because we opened ours on Christmas Eve. And, boy, I, t- I couldn't wait to get in there. And, boy, that gift, that's the first one I wanted to open. I could, I figured. Figured out all the rest of them. I already knew what I was getting. See, I was a little sneaky, and you could look, and you know, you could tell, and you know, if you you, you can see writing or something on the box or whatever, and it was what I wanted. But th- this one, I could not figure it out. Oh, it was! I was just so worried and and oh, so fretful over it. My daddy had to take me off, and finally we got home, and he said, well, here, son, won't you open this one first? I said, thank you, Dad. I opened it up, and you know what? It was just a shirt and tie, bow tie. I couldn't feel, I wanted something better, you know. Cowboys and Indians or something, you know. Lone Ranger hat. Y'all look so innocent, y'all didn't do nothing like that, did you? (laughs) <laughs> but joy and peace. God wants you to have joy and peace. Amen? Faith. Physical. Three. Another area that the, the faith of God operates is your physical. Healing and health. Now, I'm a firm believer that we as believers should take care of the temple of the Holy Ghost as much as we can. Amen? I, I, I believe... I tell people sometimes, I said, you'd never believe. I was traveling all over the world, and I didn't realize that I was eating everything that was in sight, you know, and I didn't know how to say no. I didn't want to offend anybody over in other countries and all of this, except sometimes I didn't eat what they had. I'd go on a fast about that time. And, uh, but, but, you know, I got up to 322 pounds at one time. And I, I, I didn't realize it till I saw a picture of myself in Ghana, West Africa. Now they're, they're a little bit. The pastor, they were little. You know, he just little, you know. And but I never could understand why he always called me big boy. You know, we'd walk around he, he, when he was living in London, and I'd go, preach at his church there. And he, he said, "Come on, big boy." 
I didn't know what he's talking about, you know, till I got home from Ghana and I had a picture made with all the parliamentary uh, members there, the Christian parliament, that, that there's a lot of Christians in the parliament of Ghana. And we, I got to speak to them for 30 minutes. Praise God. That was an exciting time. And uh, but anyway, they, they were all and I was right in the middle of that picture, you know, and all these other little Ghana people were around me. And I looked and I looked like a big old walrus sitting in the middle. I said, Lord, I asked my wife, I said, honey, I said, is that me? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? She said, we tried. But you just wouldn't, you ignored us. Well, I tell you what, I didn't ignore it no more. Because I realized if I didn't do something, you know, I had to, I had to make up my mind. It took faith to do what I did. I disciplined myself. And I ate properly. I ate right. I quit eating all the stuff that I was eating. And I started doing it right. And you know what? I went down. And people saw me. And they said, dear Lord, what happened to you? I said, I just used my faith. I just used my faith. Hallelujah. I, I want to be healthy. How many wants to be healthy? Amen. God wants us to be healthy. Amen. That was free. But healing and health in our bodies, this is the temple of the Holy Ghost. People abuse the temple, even worldly people that don't know Jesus. They abuse the temple, alcohol, tobacco. Now this vaping thing is coming out with all of our kids and all these people vaping. And I knew it wasn't going to be good for them anyway, I, I, you know. But it, it's turned out that it's very deadly. And, and it, it, it's a bad thing, but yet people just keep on doing it, keep on doing it, keep on doing it. But you see, we have to realize this is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This is God's temple. This is where He lives. And what we have to do is believe that we're going to get, we can, we can be healed, we can be whole, we can walk in health. I'm not saying you're not going to get sick. I've gotten sick. You know, we've all, we've all, listen, we're still human and we're still fleshly and we, and we, and we, we get sick. But you know what we can do? Now that we have the Word, we can exercise our faith in that Word and say, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Thank you, Jesus, that by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed and I received that healing in the name of Jesus. Oh, listen, they're, they're, you know, we're not saying we're supermen and superwomen, you know. We, we all face these things. But what we do, we've got, a, we've got some weapons against it. And we've got that weapon of faith. I said, you've got that weapon of faith. Can you say amen? Now, the third area is the material thing. God wants to bless you financially. You've got to have faith. You've got to believe God. Listen, how many, well, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I believe in tithing. I believe in giving. I believe in blessing the Lord and the kingdom of God. I believe in that. I do that. We do it regularly. We do more than what uh, the norm is, you know. Uh, I've seen some people, uh, uh, you know, they put it right down to the penny. Uh, $51.63. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. I just, why don't I just round it off? Get a little extra blessing in there. Amen? But, and I'm not preaching on giving, but I'm saying, give and it shall be given to you. Press down, shaking together, and running over shall he give unto your bosom. He said, if you bring all this stuff unto the Lord, he'll bless you. He'll rebuke. He'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes. God will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I'll tell you what, we've got a right to believe God to take care of our lack 
if we've been obedient to God. Amen? If you're obedient to God, then you've got a right to believe God to take up the slack. And God will not fail. God will not fail. And God's not going to beat you on the head and say, shame, 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 shame on you. But you know what? He's going to prod you along until you learn what the Word says and you use your faith in the Word. In what God says. Can you say amen? amen? Praise the Lord. Now, 3 John 2 said, I wish above all things, beloved, that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God's promised to bless us abundantly in all three areas. God wants us blessed in every area of our life. Now, we're talking about perfecting your faith this morning. Paul said, I want to get back there so I can perfect your faith. And see your faith perfected. Don't, don't become satisfied with just partial fulfillment. If you need a healing, don't just get satisfied because you're not aching as bad as you did yesterday. Let's, let's believe God, not for partial, but full. Y'all still with me this morning? There's nothing wrong with that. And we're not condemning. How many knows we're not condemning nobody? I've, I've gotten partial things before, you know, and I thank God for every partial healing I ever got sometimes. But the thing, but one, once you begin to understand the Word, you walk in these things, and as you walk in it, you're, you're perfecting your faith. Your faith has been perfected. Now, how do you perfect your faith? Number one, forget your past failures behind you. You can't do nothing about yesterday. How many knows that? You can't, you, can't, you can't relive yesterday. I've said this often. Yesterday's in the tomb. It's already buried. It's already dead. Tomorrow is still in the womb. But today is where you are right now. See, you're here today. Today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of victory. Today is the day of the healing. The day is the day of God doing and multiplying and, and, and providing supernaturally in the areas you need it in. So, today, forget the failures behind you. Look what Paul said. Philippians, the third chapter, 10 through 14. I may know him, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already attained, or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also has laid hold of me. In other words, we may not have attained it all yet. You're not, you're not perfected yet. You're not, you're not perfect yet. You're not perfectly whole yet. You're not perfectly uh, wealthy yet. How many understand what I'm saying? You may not have all of these things perfectly yet, but the thing is, I press on that I may lay hold of that which Jesus Christ also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody said, well, what do I do if I haven't obeyed God and done this like I'm supposed to have done? You start right where you are today. See, God forgives you. God lifts you up right where you are. He, he doesn't expect you. You can't undo scrambled eggs. How many knows you can't redo a, a scrambled if you, if you scramble eggs, you can't take them out and try to put it back together again. It's done. It's over with. Yesterday's done. Yeah, what, whatever you did, what failures you had, it's done. It's over with. 
The only thing that you might have to do, you may have to repent. You may have to go to somebody and ask them to forgive you as far as, far as that situation or circumstance is concerned. But you do those things, but you can't undo it. You can't undo anything. That's the reason when someone comes to me, I, I, I've loaned money to people. I, I, I really don't loan money because what I do is I give it to them. Now, if they give it back to me, that's between them and the Lord, you know, uh, and, and I'll do that. But I had one person come to me one time. He, he needed to borrow $300 that day. I said, I said, I don't loan money. He said, but Brother Clarence, I'll pay you back. I said, I know you will, but I don't loan it. He, he looked. I said, but I'll give it to you. But I'll pay it back. I said, you don't have to pay it back. I'm going to give it to you. It's a gift. Because I don't loan. <laughs> if, somebody, if somebody needs something and I have it, guess what? It's theirs. I, I'm going to be a blessing and help where I can. Somebody said, yeah, but they're going to go out and just do the same thing again. But I'm going to pray that as I give it to them, that God's going to get a hold of their heart and God's going to change their hearts. And God will give them wisdom, and God will give them some uh, some areas that they can grow in and 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 grow up in. Pray. Now, none of us were perfect. None of us were perfect in our life. Amen. None of us. None of some of us aren't even perfect yet. I say us. I didn't say you. I said some of us. We're not perfect yet, but we're better than what we used to be. Amen? So desire. Put it behind you. Put it behind you. Forget it. The past. You can't, you can't undo it. Forget it. I was talking to a young lady one time, and she was born out of wedlock. And she said, I'm just a failure. I said, no, you're not. Well, I wasn't wanted. I said, yes, you are. I said, there's a purpose for every person born in this earth. God knew you before you was ever put here on this earth. Isn't that what Jeremiah said? The Lord told him while he was in the belly of his mother's womb that he knew him. And I'll tell you something. These children out here, there's many, many children. They they don't even know who their parents are. Once they come out, they're gone and everything. You know, but the thing is, God has a purpose and a plan. And it doesn't matter how they got here. They're here. Amen? I said they're here. And we have to be big enough in our Christian walk to where we can reach out and embrace somebody that already feels inadequate. And let them know that God loves them. Because God does love them. Amen? There's many a person that has aborted children. God's forgiven and God's using them for the glory of God today. There's nothing too big. You don't, you, there's nothing too bad you can do that God's grace doesn't reach us. Amen? And I told her, I said, you look at me. I said, you are somebody. You're somebody and God has a plan for you. And all you have to do is submit to God. And give your life to God. And God takes your life from where it is right now, and God can make it something good for Him in the future. Hallelujah. Nothing's impossible with the Lord. 
God does all these things well. Can you say amen? Desire to come to the knowledge of Jesus in His full power. We have to come to... Listen. Some people say, well, I know Jesus. No, we, we know the Jesus that we've been told about. And you've probably been told about the right Jesus. I'm not saying that. But you, 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 you don't go by, you can't find, well, I, I, I want that Jesus that so-and-so. No, well, you've got to find Jesus for you. You've you got to have the knowledge of God for you. You've got to have this revelation knowledge for you and who you are in Christ Jesus today. Nothing. Listen, we've we got to have a desire. Look what it said in Psalms 1 and 3. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in His law doth He meditate day and night. Our delight should be in the law of the Lord. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, brings forth His fruit in His season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatever He does shall prosper. Can you say amen? But the book of the law, look at Joshua 1 and 8. This is what God told Joshua to tell the children of Israel when they were getting ready to go across the Jordan. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. This is the, the commandments of God before they crossed over to go into the land that God had promised them and take possession of what God said was there. But meditate day and night. That word meditate means to ponder, to think on. The Hebrew word is haga. <laughs> I can't say it like the Hebrews. But it means to ponder, to meditate, to think on. We, we, we need to think on these things. Think on the Word. Think on these things. Psalms 119, I love thy law. It's in my meditation day and night. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. He said, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear into my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Attend to my words. Love this law. Don't let it depart from your eyes. Get the word. Praise God. Find out what the word says. I was impressed with these children, the teenagers in England. Some, they were in their teens, 16, 18, 19, some of them, some of them the early, early adults, 20, 21. And they had a gathering at the house where I stayed at, and probably about 30 of them came over. And, and I mean, these kids were mature in the Lord. They were mature in the Lord. And one of them was telling everybody that, that they had a decision to make. They had to make a decision. And they needed help from God. They got into the Word. They got into the Word. God led them to Scriptures to help them make that solid decision they needed to make. Listen, the Word will direct you. The Word will instruct you. The Word will guide you. And it will show you what you need to do. Can you say amen? They're life. And we need the desire to come to that knowledge of, his, of Jesus' full power. Look at Proverbs 29, 18. Uh, where there's no redemptive or where there's no redemptive revelation uh, of God, my people perish. Where there's no vision, that word vision is revelation. And uh, one one translation said redemptive revelation. But where there's no vision, the people perish. You you got to see like God sees. You got to see it like the Word declares it. But he that keepeth the law, happy. Is he? Can you say amen? You could only walk in your revelation, not somebody else's. You can't walk on the water because Peter did. 
He had to get his own revelation. He said, Lord, if it be you, bid me to walk on the water. Jesus said, come on. That was a revelation to Peter. But you see, we can't do something that somebody else does because it ain't going to work. Seven sons of Sceva tried that. Come out of this. You devils, come out of this man in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches about. You come out. And the devil rose up and whipped him, sent him home naked and wounded and crying. He said, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? So what it is, we have to come to that personal knowledge and get our own revelation, not somebody else's. You've got to know what God says about you. You've got to know what the Word says about you. you. You've got to know what God has promised you as a believer. And it's for all of us, but you've got to get it a personal revelation. This is for me, and I'm going to take what God says as mine in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to have it. Nobody's going to talk me out of it. You can't talk me out of victory. You can't talk me out of blessings. You can't talk me out of being blessed. You can't talk me out of being healed. You can't talk me out of miracles. I, I, I've lived and preached all these 50-something years because I've seen God do these things. And I know that God is God and He doesn't change. Praise God. I'm the Lord God and I change not. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And then finally, confess the word. That word confess, people kind of shy back a little bit. Well, I don't want to get in that confession stuff. You know, that blab it and grab it stuff. Well, you know, some people do get into that. You know, some people are wrong. I said some. But listen to what it says here. You're snared by the words of your mouth. You're captured by the words of your mouth. You're enslaved by the words of your mouth. Matthew 12, 37, by your words you shall be con- justified, or by your words you will be condemned. See, the words, this thing's, we've got to confess the Word of God. Say what the Word says. There's scriptures for every situation in your life. And I'm talking about perfecting your faith this morning. Is that Okay. I'm talking about making our faith better, stronger, and us realizing what we have in Jesus' name and just going ahead and doing it like God says do it, but and realizing these are things that God has to do. And then finally, you got to act on the Word. You have to act on the Word. You have to step out on the water. <laughs> step out a little deeper and see what God will do. See, the only lasting way to perfect your faith is to act on the Word. You'll never see it fulfilled until you're willing to step out and act on the Word. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Had a, had a, and I'm not preaching on money, and I'm not telling nobody this, but we had a couple in our church. She was my church secretary and her husband. They came over one night and they said, Brother Clarence, uh, we just can't, we can't give. And, and, we, and I said, that's okay. I'm not, I'm not forcing you to do anything if you can't do it. Uh, how many knows we don't tr- force anybody to do nothing? Amen. And, and she said, well, well, we want to, but we just, we, we just don't have enough money to even pay our rent at the end of the month. Our house payments, you know. I think they were buying their house. And I said, well, well my wife was sitting there. And she said, well, I'll tell you what. She called him by name. She said, I'll tell you what, I, w- I want you to do this for one month. And if, you're, if you don't have your house payment at the end of the month, 
Clarence will pay it for you. I kicked her under the table. I said, well, I'll talk for me. She said, well, look. And she looked at me. She said, if they do what God says, I'm not worried about the end of the month. Well, four weeks went by. And I don't check the offerings, you know. But believe me, I checked. I want to make sure their offering was in there. They're tied. It was there the first week. Second week it was there. Third week it was there. Fourth week it was there. And that fourth week they come into my office and they look so sad and dejected. I said, oh, Jesus. Do I have enough money to pay their payment? So my wife said, we're going to do their house. This was where my faith was, you know. Well, they, they sure made it look bad. And they come in, oh, oh, Brother Clarence, we've done what y'all told us to do. I said, oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. I was smiling. <laughs> but inside I was crying. Because, they, they, because I, we had promised them. They said, Brother Clarence, we did everything. And if you check the rec- I said, believe me, I checked every week. I know you did. They said, well, we don't know what to tell you. I'm just sitting there dumbfounded. Then all of a sudden, they just burst out laughing and, cry- and smiling. They said, you know, we had enough money to pay our house payment. We had money left over. We can go out and eat tonight. Hallelujah. I said, "Woo, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And they did. Listen, there's something about believing and acting. Believing and acting on the Word. Put it in the same token with healing. Don't talk about how bad the devil's treating your body. Start talking about how good Jesus is by having all of those stripes laid on his back for your healing and total, total healing, spirit, soul, and body. Amen? How many understand what I'm saying this morning? Talk about perfecting how faith wrought with works, and by works was faith made perfect, James 2.22 says. Faith was made perfect. God has done all He's going to do concerning your redemption and our redemption. Jesus isn't going to suffer anymore. He don't have to kick the devil around no more. The devil's defeated. There's a message I'm going to preach here pretty soon. And uh, I want to tell you something. The devil has no legal right to anything we have. He's already been sentenced, judged and sentenced, and he's waiting on his execution date. He's the thief, and he cannot continue to steal in our lives, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever he's doing. He can't do it because we have victory in Jesus' name. And I'm talking about getting our faith perfected. So it's up up to us. It's up to you to perfect your faith. And walk in the victory that He's already given to us through Calvary. Amen? He's already done it. He ain't going to have to do nothing else. 
We're going to start rejoicing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the Bible said if someone's sick among you, call for the elders of the church, let them anoint them with oil, pray the prayer of faith, and God will raise them up. Amen. If any two shall agree as touching anything, it shall be done to the Father which is in heaven. I, I do believe that the devil tries to buffalo God's people, and he makes things as real as he can, but the Word is still more real than the devil. The victory Jesus wrought is final. And the devil's defeat was final. And the only way he can operate is if we don't perfect our faith. If we don't perfect our faith, then he's got an area to operate in. But if we perfect our faith, he don't even have room to operate in our house. Praise God. Hey, don't let him in. Somebody said, the devil's been after me all day long, bless his holy name. <laughs> I've been fighting the devil for two weeks now. Been fighting the devil for two weeks. Why are you fighting him for? He's already defeated. Just put him in his place and get out and get thee behind me, Satan, because you're already defeated. I've got victory in Jesus' name. Yeah, but I got all, I let, don't, those things will take care, as you, per, as you progress with your walk with the Lord, those, those, those things will have to go, because God's Word is truth. Amen? I believe it. Do you believe it? Turn to somebody and say, I believe it. I believe that crazy preacher. Amen. Lift your hands and just thank God this morning for the Word. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. How many glad that we got victory in Jesus' name? Victory's ours. I said victory's ours. Hallelujah. God's Word is truth. I believe what God says. I believe it. And you know that old song that we sing a lot? Jesus is the one. He's the only one. And I'll tell you what, when you begin to realize that the devil has nothing over you, you can just start saying, Well, Jesus is the one. Yes, He's the only one. Let Him have His way. Until the day is done When He speaks you know Those clouds will have to go Just because He loves you Could you lift your hand and just sing it to the Lord now and say, Jesus, you're the one, you're the only one Oh, Jesus, you're the one Yes, you're the only one. I'll let you have your way, Lord. Until the day is done and when He speaks, you know those clouds will have to go. Just because He loves you so